Hey, New Life Church, Bronson Duke here. Thanks for listening in. The heart of our church is that you would know Jesus, that you would walk with Jesus, and you would learn how to live like he lived. We hope that this message equips you and empowers you on your journey walking with Jesus. Good morning. Happy Memorial, well, Memorial Day weekend, and so happy to see everybody here. And as Bronson said, I know it's time for everybody to have a chance to have tomorrow off um, in, in honor of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice uh, for our country so we can come to church. Because a lot of people can't come and worship and worship openly, but because, you know, freedom is not free. You know, people, uh, the sacrifices that were made, so we would have this opportunity to be here today. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to share briefly with you today. Got my counter on back there, Nate. All right, I want to make sure I keep this in the microwave and don't put it in the oven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, just to get put it in the oven sometimes. We're going to try to make it, give you something quick so you can get out of here and enjoy your, enjoy your weekend. But, um, but I want to share, this is an open opportunity. We're not in Colossians today, so Pastor Bronson asked me to, to kind of do what we call open, uh, open mic, is what we said. And uh, so, uh, you know, my life has, 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 has taken many, many turns. And what I want to share a little bit in the first half with you from a teaching standpoint, then the second half, maybe I'll stand up and, um, and, uh, and give a little bit more authoritative way of, 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 of game plan, how you can apply. I did share, I was in a car wreck a few weeks ago and my back, um, lady tore up my front end and so I was making progress with my back and, and uh, so I'm back in therapy and treatment right now because she, she tore it up pretty good. So luckily I can stand and walk and, uh, and, and, and it wasn't anything terrible. But I want to talk to us today about being tuned in into our Heavenly Father's voice because I wasn't always tuned in. And I think it's so important from a relational equity perspective on how we build our relationship with Christ. I get the opportunity to, to witness to people and really I, I, I strongly believe what you do should speak so loud, you shouldn't have to say anything and what you're doing, people should ask you about your relationship with Christ. The sacrifice, the service. Going places people don't want to go, serving places people don't want to serve, in the most inconvenient, the most dangerous places to, to be bold with Christ and step into those environments and allow God to work. When you go back and look in the scripture and you see of all the transformative things that are taking place, those are always the most stressful situations. Because here's the deal. You cannot have a miracle without a crisis. You have to be looking forward to those situations for God to step up. And it's in the Bible over and over and over. And I challenge people a little bit on LinkedIn and about my faith. And it's amazing that the response, how do you know God is real? I said, well, I have faith that he's real. And I said, here's how I'm going to approach it. I said, I got heaven. I said, I, I, I've got an insurance policy in heaven. All right, I said, so I, I've already purchased it. I said, I've been baptized, born again. That's my policy. I said, I hope you get one. I said, because just in case I'm erring on the side of caution, then I got one. And what if you don't and you get there and you don't have one? And I said, that's the confidence that I have in God. And I said, I hope my life will speak 
volumes for why, you know, God can be transformative in your life. So when I'm talking about this Heavenly Father's voice, I've been really infatuated with Wi-Fi service. Because when I really start thinking about how God has been communicating to us all our lives, it's basically been on a Wi-Fi system. But how does that happen? It happens through relationships. God has a relationship with biblical people in the Bible, so we were able to understand what God was calling us to do. But here is the key point about that. Just like when you go in. How many of you here have an a AT&T or Verizon router in your house for your, for your internet service and everything? Everybody has one of those? All right. If you don't, you have it on this. You got a hotspot. You can get it. You can take it. I am flying to California to be with my son. And when I get on Southwest plane, I can get service up in the air. It's incredible. You can buy it for $4.50 and you can, you, you got Wi-Fi coat way up in the air. And I said, well, God, I'm close now. You know, I'm up here. It's incredible. But the relationship is what I want to talk about. And one and one and one, do you have service? Because everybody doesn't have service. Are you in range? Do you have a passcode? You go check into the hotel. It's the first thing I look at is Wi-Fi free here. So if you got the Wi-Fi, you can access a lot of things that you couldn't just on your own cell service. So I'm going to ask you today, are you tuned into the biblical instructions to access your Heavenly Father that comes in the Bible? And if you don't have service, I think it's so important that you get connected with somebody that does. And that's why we had Life Group launch. That's why we're trying to connect people in with different people to help people grow. That's what I love about New Life Church is that we say it's okay not to be okay. We know that we struggle. We all fall short of the glory of God. I was baptized by Pastor Rick in 2008. And at that time, I had service, but I was probably on 1G. I was connected, but I didn't have the full component of the relationship with Christ because why? I was not pursuing God each and every day when I would wake up. I wasn't waking up at 5 a.m. and spending 30 minutes with him to listen to his voice. It was kind of like a contingency plan. Do, do any of y'all have a contingency, know what a contingency plan? With God, we do it our way, and then, well, God, if you just get me out of here today, I promise you, I'm going to do better the next time. But God doesn't tell us to seek him on a contingency basis. What did he say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all else will be happy. Last week, I enjoyed so much being outside with, my, with the team that, that we're connected with. Man, the two fish, five loaves team, I, they all got names. Slay dog, bass dog, crappie dog, atomic dog, tsunami dog. We just, we just love each other. And cooking hot dogs and challenging each other to do what God has called us to do. That's, that's and, and, and many of us struggle 
and to have the opportunity to say, hey, man, you know, you clean? How you doing? What's going on in your life? To be transparent about how you're feeling about either having a great relationship or falling out. So I want to tell you, I hope everybody's in here is, is bawling out 24-7 with Jesus, and, and you got great communication. I haven't always had that, and it's my goal to get there so I have a great relationship with Christ. But here's what I want to share for those who may be marginal or still growing, and hopefully I can give you some of my experiences that will help you continue to grow in your life. Because here's what, I went back and started looking, here's what AT&T says, if your signal is low or non-existence, hear what it says. The culprits of poor AT&T signal comes down to how many towers you have in your area. This determines how strong your connection is and how much throughput or bandwidth you get from it. Now that's what AT&T is telling. It said the culprits of being out of communication is boils down to towers, all right? So if you go to a place you don't have any signal, well, I want to, I think that's so relational to think about the culprits of being out of communication with our Heavenly Father comes down to how often do you open your Bible? How often do you open up the Word of God to order to, to say it? Because the Bible is a living Word, it's a living instrument. Do you have quiet time with your Heavenly Father? so you can hear his voice. It's pretty amazing that I've been tuned in. Sometimes I want praise and worship, so I turn on my music. Sometimes I don't want praise and worship. I just want to hear him. And you know, and when you're tied into that relationship, and you know it's all, it works automatically, just like when you get your passcode, it just, it just processes itself automatically. I was on a recruiting trip a few years ago. I was down in an in a urban area recruiting, and one of the young men who's coach at the school said, come on, coach, let's go eat. I said, okay. Well, I didn't know where he was taking me. I just, because he's been helping me recruit, and I'm just trusting. Well, he took me a place. When I walked in there, I said, hey, I can't be in here. I said, no. I said, if my heavenly father saw me in here, he would be disappointed that I'm in here. I said, you know, when I was a child, I acted as a child, but I'm responsible. These are not my wives. I said, we have to go. Those are automatically response to being righteous for Christ. See, it just kind of triggers. See, what happens when you don't have that connection, you can just kind of roll on with it. But see, your, your passcode's not connected there. So you can just kind of go with the flow and say, well, it's not really something that's bothering me. Oh, yes, it does. It has, a, it has an effect on you over and over. And the more that you continue to do it, the more and more the relationship and more and more the voices that you can hear of the Lord decreases. In seeking God first, we must develop an intimate relationship with him. He then gives us a vision with a provision to serve his people. But I like what Moses did. See, listening to God and the flexibility and spontaneity is what Moses did. And he heard God's voice because he was in line with the spiritual frequency of God. He was what I call dialed in. He was strongly dialed in. See, the greater the relationship, the greater the signal. <laughs> See what I'm saying? The greater the relationship with God, the greater the signal. The greater the signal, the greater the output and the reach to do God's work. 
That's what we're called for, to be transformative, not to bless yourself. A person wrapped up in blessing himself makes for a real small package. You are made to bless others. This should be the goal in the communication with God. It says also, if your sales service is weak, because see, that's where my, in my, my biblical back before 2008, I thought I was good. Went to church on Sunday, you know, Bible study, did a little speaking every now and then. God is this, but my relationship was weak. I did not have an intimate relationship with God. You know what it said? This is what it says. I thought it was just so interesting how it correlates. It says, if your sales service is weak, and this is what it says on, on the website that I was looking at. Be advised you may be in a congested coverage area and cellular connections may slow down at times. How similar is that to us with our relationship with Christ? It says, review the coverage in your, in your area online and check for any outages. Can you imagine outages when I, we, in our relationship? We, we're trying to reach out to God and, 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 and sometimes he's not speaking. But our goal is to continue to listen. If you said if you're still experiencing issues in a good coverage area, you might need to change cellular networks and settings, or you might need to change service. You know, if you if you if you got a, a, a little service is not producing, then you said, hey, I know I'm living here. The service is not good in this location. And then finally, it says if you have one bar, say. You're receiving poor signal because you're too far from the nearest cell tower or something is blocking the signal from getting your device. So here's what it says to do. So I'm going to give you, this is what cell service says. This is what I found out I do with my biblical relationship. It says, number one, check your settings. Are you on airplane mode? Number one, open your Bible. Is your Bible closed? Number two, go outside. Number three, do you back to the Lord, read in quiet time. It says, change your location. What I say, who are your friends? Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Everything we're hearing about the professional athletes right now, I, I, I've, I've been able to, I was able to watch John Morant practice personally, knowing he's not a bad person, he's got caught up in a bad situation. His location wasn't good. His location wasn't good. It says, is your phone charged? Who's your energy source? Is your phone damaged? That's what I love about M18. You come here to be restored. That's what the church is. But the relationship is how you do it. But here's the kicker. Satan has towers too. <laughs> Satan got some towers. Remember, he wants to tune you out from relationship with our Heavenly Father. So what? You will not recognize your Heavenly Father's voice. That's what he does. God is speaking to each and every one of us. He wants to be in a relationship with you, not just a platonic relationship, a 5G relationship with you. When you're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and have an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, I can tell you without any hesitancy that you can hear his voice. I hear it. And I want everybody else to hear it. This is how we should be dialed in with our Father. Look here. I want you to see this deal. This is how it should look up on right here. You can hear your Father. 
5G plus, all aboard, you've completely charged. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to go. All by, with the heavenly father to be tuned in to him. So when he calls, we can hear him. It's not on mute. Now, halftime. Will you stand for the word of God? As Bronson has asked the word of God, here's what's so amazing. John, 20, John 10 chapter, verses 27 and 28. Verses 28. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Now listen to this. That's what he's saying when you tuned in. Now, this is, this is the covenant. This is not I think. This is not a note. This is what the word of God says. He said, they shall never perish. And neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I'm going to read that one more time. My sheep. See, when you hear God's voice. You know it, because why? You're in relationship with him. So when you're somewhere and say, hey, are you sure? Like I said, I said, I can't be here. This is not representing the Holy Spirit. Rather than me empowering people to grow, I'm going to empower people to fall. And I know them, and they shall follow me. I will give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. That means you're not going to have a hard time. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You may be seated. This is Memorial Day, and one thing I realized, I, I had the pleasure of serving in Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and what I realized, the first thing that happens in war is what? They want to cut out communication. They want to knock out the communication with who? Headquarters. Back to the base, back to the source. Because if they can reach over there and shoot a bomb or something over there and knock out Knock out communication from you out in the field. You can sit there. They don't know where to deliver food. They don't know where to deliver ammunition. You're just out there. So what they want to do is cut your communication. That's why when you see these movies, war, you see you see the guy on the radio. He's right there with the he's right there with the officer. Because why? He can call in, fire for effect. Hey, we're getting ready to be bombed. Somebody's coming here. Here's the asthma. Please get your F-16s over here. Bring in the choppers right now. We need to take that out. First thing Satan does with us, he don't want you to open up your Bible. He, he does not want you in a relationship. And, you know, and he knows if you come into a life-giving church, he don't want you there. Because he realized how that can transform your life. I am 18. He does not want those guys coming here and getting in the program and let Blake restore their lives because now they're becoming the fathers, the husbands, the parents that they're supposed to be to their kids. Why? Because he's been restored. See, that energy cell was dead. That tower was dead. What happened? They come here and the relationship is built. So we can, what God say. What the Verizon say, can you hear him now? Being in a relationship with God, you can hear him. I want, to, I want you to watch this video with me that speaks to my heart. And I cry every time, and I probably cry because I lost my father as a teenager. 
All right, and it's pain still in it for me when I see it. Watch this. father's voice. He was in a relationship with him. His dad just come back from serving. He didn't even know. He was in martial arts class. He had his eyes covered. So they snuck his father in there. He surprised him. And all he did, he heard his father's voice. So when he's fighting, he's ready to fight. He said, I recognize that. Dad? That's how God is to us. That's how he is. When we know it, you know it. Because why? You're tuned into it. And one of my songs back when I was recruiting coordinator, I, I used to recruit a lot, of, a lot of young men who didn't have fathers. And so one thing we had, I used to create this highlight video. And on the highlight video, it was Eric Clampton's song, Look Into My Father's Eyes. I used to use that because I used to promise all the family who didn't have, I'm going to be your son's father. She's going to be here. Not only do I want to be great, on the football field, but I wanted to have a relationship with Christ. And those words of that song speak to the relationships in Eric Clapton's song when it says, just a toe rag on the run, how do I get here? It's talking about the struggle. What have I done? See, we wake up oftentimes, Lord, how did I get myself here? When, when will all my hope, hopes arise? How will I know him? When I look into my father's eyes, as my soul slides down to die, how, how could I lose him? What did I cry? Bit by bit, I realized that, that was him with me, and I look into my father's eyes. That little song right there, just a little clip of it. I told him to play a little, this little clip of that little song just so you can know that little, that little beat. It was pretty amazing how... Y'all remember that? When I look in my father's eyes. See that song right there? Been able to look into your father's eyes. That's what God gives us each and every day. To have the opportunity to look into his eyes. Why? Because of our relationship with him. And I, sometimes when people do not have that relationship with him is really what they don't really understand the eternal peace that God just mentioned in scripture that they're missing out on. So, you know, my, my, my most famous title that I love be called daddy, but I now have one of the greatest one. It's called grand coach. And I love looking into the eyes of my grandkids. I'm going to show you. I just had a new grandson. Changed my whole life. See, so when, when, when Dice and Dak, I want them to know my eyes and my voice from the Heavenly Father to me as a grandfather and to their father 
for them. Because many of the problems we have today in society is because they don't know their father. And we have an opportunity to stand in that gap and replace that figure. And I tell them, just because your heavenly father is not here, I'm going to connect you. Just because your earthly father is not here, I'm going to connect you to your heavenly father. And he's never, will ever forsake you because that's what it says in the scripture I just read. So being able to look into your children's eyes. I, I, this has made my, changed my whole commitment about my life. I've lost about 15. I said, I'm going to make it to 80 so I can make sure I can take care of my grandkids. So God, you help me so we can pass this down. This is what biblical principles is, is about. It's about assuring what's going on in the lives of others around us. And every family is kind of like its own kingdom. But what happens when the one family, the, the blessing comes through the man, as the Bible says, and when he's removed. There were 16 young teenagers in Little Rock that's in Pulaski County Jail for committing murder. I got to talk to nine of them. I got to interview nine of them. No relationship with the father. It's hard for a person to kill somebody that they have a relationship with the heavenly father. How do we change that? How do we stand in that gap? So, as I get ready to close here, I got six minutes, the six minute warning. Because <laughs> I said I was gonna be done in 30, microwave. Y'all be looking at me, y'all be trying to step out on me real quick right here. He said, he said 30, you know. Cause I tell him, when you get me more than 30, my attention deficit disorder kick in and I have to, I have to go. But this is how I want to give you a, a little game plan for building a relationship with Christ as I close. Having faith in God, here's the application to it. The first thing I found is so incredible, which we do, and I love when we kick off the year, fasting. Man, beginning of the year, September school year, we open up for a week right here, fasting. We started that, and I'm telling you, I never really quit. And I realized the fasting of it is a disciplined process, which helps you grow in your relationship with God. The fasting. See, I love baked chicken. It's my favorite. Seasoned baked chicken. But I haven't had it in about three months. Because once I realized I need to sacrifice something that I really, really want so I can grow more intimate with Christ. I love Diet Cokes. Bam. For the last eight weeks, specifically, I've only drank water. Just so I want to sacrifice. So I said, God, how? And I've had some prayer requests that I wrote out. It said, in building a relationship with Christ, the quiet time, Okay. To get the vision of God, to understand the, sp the spontaneity to move, and journaling your thoughts, writing down. So when you're fasting, you can hear. You need to journal. The sacrifice that comes with giving up something. Why? Then every time you think about that, you think about building your relationship with Christ.
I would love on Sunday afternoon to stop by Kitchen Express and get my baked chicken just today. Would love to. But to be in the fellowship, I said, I'm going to sacrifice that. Assurance, faith, fasting, assurance. You know, song, blessed assurance. Who is Jesus? Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. When you're fasting and you're praying for God, you can have the assurance of what God is going to do in your life. That's what faith is. But see, a lot of times we just want the end result without the sacrifice. See, the crucifixion happened for the resurrection. That was the ultimate sacrifice. So, but when you are in tune to the Holy Spirit, and you know I have assurance, like I say, that's an insurance, I got God, I got him. Doesn't mean it's gonna be good. That means in my most vulnerable times, God, I'm trusting you. I'm not gonna allow Satan to get here and take this position. My life is gonna speak for you. And that takes me to the letter I in faith. Because fasting assurance is so critical because it says the prayer of the righteous man prevaileth much, the integrity of yourself. So much that you don't have to worry about, do I have to say something? Because you don't have, all you have to do, if you do right, you don't, you can, you don't have to remember what you say. <laughs> all you have to do is do right and report it. The integrity. And that's what God loves to see, the sacrifice that comes, knowing, hey, you're going to make the sacrifice. I'm going to fast. I'm going to build a relationship with God. I can rest assured that, that he, is going, he is who he say he is, and the scripture is going to be what he says it is, because my integrity, my integrity, if, if anybody accuses you of anything, that's fine. I'm not worried about it. I know what I did. Don't worry about social media. It's, it's gone viral with the negative piece. Because, see, that's what happened for God, that you, your life becomes a living testimony that give hopes to the hopeless, that give light in darkness because of your relationship with Jesus Christ. And lastly, boy, I'm doing good, 29, 50. I got 57 right here. And lastly, holy. Scripture, we sometimes we sing up here when my team get up here, holy, holy, holy. That's what happens when you transform your life for Christ. You don't have to say it. It just oozes. And when people see it, they want it. So when you're looking at the fasting, the assurance, the integrity, the testimony of a life for the holiness of Christ. Not you, but the holiness for Christ. That's how we activate the Holy Spirit and we make it become real. Song said, God is real in my soul today. It's so amazing to have God with you at all times.
It says no atheists in the foxhole <laughs> when the bomb's going off. Everybody's calling on somebody. But what about having that relationship with God to know I'm going back to scripture and say, so I will not perish because of that. So I want to encourage you to work, to build your relationship with Jesus Christ, to turn it up, to turn it up a notch. And that's what we're here for as a church, to be able to help you. I've, I've been able to come in and help going to houses and with the families and, and, and counseling people here. But you know how I counsel? I counsel out of my hurt. I counsel out of my struggles. Not to condemn. Not to look down. But to empower and say, keep opening up that word of God. Keep allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Keep allowing the Holy Spirit to talk to you. Spend time with Christ. Get you a time every morning. Don't give anybody else that time. That's God's time. And activate the Holy Spirit in your life. God bless you. Amen. Uh, I want to give you guys a couple things. Just recap what uh, Fitz just gave you. Because I had a guy a few years ago ask me, if you could pull out something to take notes with. I want to give you just a quick recap. Get your phone out. Get something to write down with. I had a guy ask me a few years ago, he said, how do you stay close to God when things are going well? I think that's a pretty good question for the summer, right? A lot of times that's the time we drift, and I think Fitz just gave us such a good blueprint for actually growing in our faith throughout the summer. You know, I know it's a time where we travel, you've got all things, all, all kinds of good things going on, but if you look at the scripture, one of the most famous off-season failures was who? Anybody remember? It was King David, right? It was battle season. He took a season off, and he actually ended up destroying his life. There's massive implication uh, all, all throughout the kingdom of Israel. And so I want to give you a few things. Um, Fitz, Fitz outlined some spiritual practices for you. And so what I, what I want to encourage you guys to do, not tell you, just encourage you to do, is to set an appointment with yourself this week and do three things. Take some time to refresh, reassess, and then get a plan for rebuilding. So refresh going into the summer. How are you gonna refresh this summer? This is halftime, Fitz was talking about. This is halftime in the year. So make sure, I wanna encourage you as you go into the summer, get in the sun, all right? Get some vitamin D, enjoy it, do those types of things. But I also wanna encourage you to take some time and say, hey, at the beginning of the year, I think most of us probably said, hey, I wanna do this this year, right? Almost all of us said, hey, I, I, I wanna grow in this this year. How are you doing in that, right? Take some time to reassess and then put a plan together uh, for growth. There's a quote, did y'all get that up there by chance? Oh, you got it. These guys, some wizards back in the, in the sound booth. Uh, Eugene Peterson said this. He says, we live in what one writer has called the age of sensation. We think that if we don't feel something, there can be no authenticity in doing it. But the wisdom of God says something different that we can act ourselves into a new way of feeling much quicker than we can feel ourselves into a new way of acting. Worship is an act that develops feelings for God, not a feeling for God that is expressed in an act of worship. We obey the command to praise God and worship. Our deep, essential need to be in relationship with God is nurtured. Um, so 
you know, he gave us some spiritual practices. Uh, have y'all seen those Instagram posts that are like transform your life in six months? Drink water, get eight hours of sleep, exercise four to five times a week. Those things are true. I'm telling you, if you start sleeping well, rest, you know, get in the rest, get hydrated, all that kind of stuff. But here's what I want to add. Over six months, or let's just say three months, you can absolutely transform your spiritual life by waking up and spending 30 minutes in prayer, reading one chapter in the Bible a day. I'm telling you, probably for the first week, you're going to be like, why am I, I'm getting nothing out of this. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Something's going to start when you, when you start making those spiritual deposits, that stuff's gonna start waking up in you. And so here, here's what I wanna encourage you with. Thrive through your summer. Fitz just gave you guys some vision for some things that you can do, adding fasting. And so at the end of the summer, I'm, I'm praying about, I'm not promising, but I think I'm gonna do a whole series on how to develop a rule of life. Do y'all remember what a rule of life is? Right? It, it's things that we do all throughout our day to help create space for the Spirit of God to work on us. And so this summer, I wanna encourage you guys have fun, get refreshed. You need it, you need to have fun, okay? That is spiritual. It's not all fasting, all right? It can be feasting as well. But at the same time, set some time aside to feed your spirit, amen? Does that make sense? So take some time, refresh, reassess, rebuild, add some of these things into your life, and I'm telling you, it's gonna help you. Worship team, uh, you guys can go. Hey guys, thanks for listening in. I hope that this message blessed you and it helps you in your journey with Jesus. If it did, leave a comment, leave a review, things like that help us spread the message of Jesus. Uh, if you want to connect with us, the best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram at, at NLC Downtown Little Rock to follow along with the life of our church.